soldiers. Uh, uh, what's that? A portal? A time rift? Uh, I could see. I could see the depths of my computer. Oh, uh, wobbly. What? What are you doing here? Uh, this timeshare sucks. I just want you guys to know that. Uh, can you give me a minute? I need to put pants on and stuff. <laughs> Oh my God! What is happening? How can this be, Kennedy? How can this be happening, Ke Kennedy? Did you did you know did you know that Wobbly was gonna be here? No, this doesn't make any sense. We Wobbly's the next guest. the The portal the portal leads to my broken hard drive. Uh, something something must have happened. Welcome to the show, Kennedy. As always, how have you been, comrade? You know, I have been. Okay. Uh, it's been a bit of a weird week. A little dramatic on the Twitters. Also, I had to watch the worst Power Rangers thing that I've seen so far again after thinking I was for sure done and would not have to watch it again. <laughs> you're a sucker, dude. I just chose to not watch it again. <laughs> I feel your pain. Yeah, but you're going to ask me to recap it. You should have written down like, the recap the first time. <laughs> I know, but it's just it's just not this I just felt like I couldn't really remember it well enough. It's been so many weeks now. Everything's out of order. Time has shifted around. This episode we originally had a recording of it forever ago. We're having to re-record it very suddenly out of sequence. I just had to watch it again because it's been like fucking 3 4 weeks since I saw this film. Sucker. And I regret everything. Sucker. <laughs> it's been like three, four hours since I watched this film, and I also could, I don't think that I could actually give you a coherent recap. I know that I was like, yo, but like, I don't think I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the snake behind the voice, <laughs> Wobbly is here. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. Well, actually, I was doing better before I watched this terrible dog shit movie that's awful and bad. <laughs> but like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I really, I was saying this before the show, but I just gotta say, Wobbly and I watch a lot of stuff together. He's my best friend. We live together. Usually, I'm very critical, and I'll be like, mm, "The storytelling beats weren't quite right. The cinematography in these scenes was bad." And Wobbly would be like, "Eh, wasn't that bad." Like, he'll just brush off, like, a lot of the criticisms that I would normally love let a thing. And so I was kind of hoping that when we watched the Turbo movie together, that you would bring, like... No. Like, some kind of, <laughs> like some kind of something. <laughs> like, so just a little bit of, like, oh, come on, Kennedy. That's not that bad. Look, this is kind of fun. But 20 minutes into the film, you were just, like... What the, the light? fuck? Where's the light at the end of that tunnel? Like, where is it? Like, so, so I think the core problem with this movie is that they took your standard Power Rangers episode, right? And they, they took the same budget. They didn't get like a better one. And they just like scaled it unilaterally, like across the whole episode. So it's an hour and a half of movie. And for a solid hour and 10 minutes, nobody's turbo. Not for a second. Nothing is turbo. There are no turbo elements to this Power Rangers turbo cinematic disaster piece. 
are they're not even rangers they're just regular teens for like a solid hour <laughs> but like we can we can listen to people dunk on stuff all day long we can go to any twitch stream you can go to my twitch streams and you'll hear me grumble and gripe about things and also tell you that you're pretty it's twitch.tv slash wobbly python but that's not interesting right now what is interesting is that grav said some words in a particular sequence before we started recording <laughs> that like i i feel like that's just where i want to go if you guys are willing to to indulge me grav said they didn't hate it which is talk to me buddy <laughs> Yeah, so like by didn't hate it, I rated it, I think like on the original recording, I rated it like a four or a five four. out of ten. And basically like you rated it a four. I believe I rated it a four, yes. And the strength of the movie comes off of simply Diva Talks. <laughs> I think honestly, if this movie didn't have Diva Talks being a messy diva. We would not be in this situation where I have to give some praise to the movie. But other than that, I think everything else is pretty garbo. If I can jump on that, right? Like, I know I know that in the last episode, like, we, we got real, real hot for Diva Talks between you and I specifically. But, like, one, there's a different actress. The last right? episode that you'll hear after this one. Oh, is it? Yes, oh, this is, this is back. This time, is... This, it's a time warp! Oh shit! That's time my one. Oh, I knew there was a reason that this timeshare was so cheap. Damn it! <laughs> uh, I, I but, don't know but, what you. I don't know what you mean, Wobbly. What are you talking about? All right. Well, in the form <laughs> yesterday of tomorrow, right? Like we we were both like we we're like yeah, Diva talks good, right? In yeah. general. But again, with this movie, like you're bringing up, like Diva talks good, and I have to like dial it back from the thing that you that we recorded that you won't hear until later, right? It's not just Thirst this time. Like, Diva Talks is the best actress in the whole show this time. Like, the character, they, they sell the character, they sell what they're doing, which is, like, mad Power Rangers villain stuff. Yeah. Right? And, I'm, and like, they, they do a great job. So, like, I guess if you're looking for the light in the movie, it's that, one, Diva Talks is still insanely hot, and two, like, also is just, like, a wonderful antagonist the whole way through. I will say, um, yes, I think Diva Talks was really good, uh, and I spoilers for the rest of the movie, but the other, I think, like, Diva Talks was, like, two points, and then, like, the other two points was evil, evil uh, Kimberly and evil Jason fucking shit up. <laughs> There's one really great scene near the end, like, when all the good action is happening, right? Where, by the way, there was, like, no choreography. I don't, I don't know what it was, but the directors were just like, get out there, do a martial art. You know those, right, Well, kids? it was, it's, in the, uh, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We are way, we are way ahead I, of I will say one last thing before, <laughs> before we, before I divulge from the timeline ever further, I will say another, another thing to consider is that, uh, this was this movie seems to have been the awakening for many kids, because when I look up Power Rangers Turbo on a specific video platform that is the most popular video platform of all time, not only can ah. I see the full movie for free, but also there is like constant compilations of Evil Kimberly. <laughs> They're like all the scenes with evil Kimberly. <laughs> and then you'll see oh. comments in the Turbo movie uh, video. You'll see the comments to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to see the full movie for free. It's like half of that is those comments. And the other half is like, I knew I liked evil Kimberly for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
just just to like dogpile on that, right? Because I'll search stuff while we're talking. Evil Kimberly autocompletes. <laughs> wow. <Ooh>. Wow. <laughs> that's a that's a thing, isn't it? Woo. Yeah. All right, so who who like, actually is attempting that plot recap? <laughs> this Wait, actually, I I kind of wobbly. Oh. I kind of want you. God. You said you would give a dog shit plot recap. I'll try. I'll do my best. I will do give, my Try best. to give your dog shit short <laughs> plot recap because I just want to hear how you would summarize <laughs> this. <laughs> God. All right. Well, so following up on their absolute understanding of what it is Power Rangers viewers really wanted in the 90s, they are at like a, I forget what it is. It's like a bar mitzvah or something. Right? Like, it's like some non-celebration event. It's it's terrible and boring and awful and boring <laughs> and drags on for way too long. And there's something happens. Oh, I don't remember what it is. They do a Star Wars text crawl, or they try to, but then they narrate it because none of their audience is literate. And then there's like a like Muppet troll doll wannabe. It's less lovable than those horrible goblins. Right, that is bumbling around on a, a Lord of the Rings ass forest. Even the horses are in costumes, and that kind of slaps, actually. And so he, do using his powers, which he could have used at any time, beams to Earth. At which point Zordon is like, "The fuck, he's gonna die here!" And they're like, "I am the sun. He's opposite Superman. It makes him weak, I guess." And some monkeys take the troll doll by the hand, they lead him off, and then the Power Rangers are at like a martial It's a martial arts tournament! That's the boring event thing. And a bus where there's like a horrifying, like trauma-inducing sing-along. Please look that scene up. It's great. Uh and so the Blue Ranger breaks his spine in a horrifying forward flip kick accident, which is really how you know this Power Rangers film is going to the power fantasy that we all want. That's right, the Blue Ranger throws his back out right at the start of the movie. Uh, yeah, so this, they go to- is, this is where things go completely wrong for the record. Like the film starts with Diva Talks kind of like well, first it's like Larigo running through. Well, actually, the film goes wrong from the very beginning because the film actually starts with just Larigo running through the freaking woods. Um, <laughs> the worst the, parts of Star Wars Episode Six, by the way, the Ewoks. Oh, it's like, how do this, we appeal more towards the, the five-year-olds? This guy makes the Ewoks look extremely likable by comparison. Yes, well, the Ewoks I say, like agile warriors, and this yeah. is like a low-level caster, like on his own, on like a third-level encounter. It's so sad watching him get bullied. Like, if anyone out there listening to this remembers the horrible film from I think the late '80s or early '90s, Willow, that was oh, like a, it was like a fake, a fake Lord of the Rings type thing. Like, Larigo makes Willow look like a likable character. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, he's God. obviously like i felt like larigo was definitely trying to like cash in on the popularity of that kind of fucking weird fantasy hobbity shit that was like all the rage back then. i don't know what <laughs> i can't anyway so larigo's running around the woods um and then suddenly he teleports to earth he's being chased by enemies time. before he teleports it's unclear why he couldn't teleport until the moment that he chooses um, but he teleports to Earth while the enemies are chasing him. Um, Divatox is like on the ship 
and she's yelling at her minions. She's like, we got to catch Larigo. We got to go to Earth. And then we get to this martial arts tournament. This is where things <laughs> start to go seriously wrong. Now, Larigo is very bad, to be clear. But maybe you could forgive the Larigo thing. But you can't forgive what's coming next at all. No, no. it's a it's a hallmark. It's it's like a Hallmark card that's been sized up to be Publishers Clearinghouse sized. It's just massive, and they bring it to the hospital, right, where the Blue Ranger has thrown out his back. And well, uh, before I want to describe how he throws out his back because this is like <laughs> so they're preparing for the martial arts tournament training. Um, and uh, Rocky is like having trouble landing a difficult kick. And he's obviously frustrated. And everyone's like, you know, man, you'll get it. Don't, it's all right. Just, you know, don't focus. overexert right. yourself. Yeah. Don't overexert yourself. Um, and then Rocky's like, don't overexert myself. Hold my beer. And fucking f- goes flying at the, the pad with like a shitty kick. And then somehow, Suddenly, the next shot, he's flying in the fucking air. He's 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 gained several feet of altitude. He's over the ropes of the ring that they're training in, and he's on the ground. It's incredible. No continuity. None. I think it is within Rocky's character to overexert himself on some bullshit to, like, prove himself to the other guys. He did that in sure. Geo, right, where he sure. tried to take on King Mondo alone. I think it's in Rocky's character to do so. I think the end result of Rocky doing that is uh, completely not worth it. Because that's when you realize, oh shit, this kid in the blue striped shirt that's like nine years old. His favorite person in the world is Rocky. Like, Rocky is looked upon as like the cool uncle. This is that you would assume with the way that they treat Justin's arrival. That, like, they have been introducing Justin over the course of Zeo and that we know him or something. Because, like, everyone just acts like they know him from the beginning. And he acts like he knows the Rangers. There's no explanation for this. This is not something that is really covered in any fashion prior to this. But they treat it as, like, a fact that you should just understand. It's so weird. It's like, it's completely unquestionable. Like there's the the first time you see this kid is he's on a bus full of orphans going to the martial arts practice. They're not even going to like the tournament, right? And he's he's the one kid that like won't sing the awful wheels on the bus song or whatever it is that they're singing on repeat. The kid behind him looks like he's literally dying of exposure out in a desert somewhere. He's <laughs> <laughs> awful. But they're like, oh. Oh, future Blue Ranger, why aren't you singing our merry song with us? And he's just like, oh, I feel like happy right now. And that is like your first exposure to this poor <laughs> child that is about to become a cosmic warrior that like literally makes people shake in their boots. But anyway, it is important that you bring this up because in the hospital scene, he crawls underneath the uh, hospital bed before the other Rangers get there somehow. This kid who was relying on the ranger's form of transport. Like, I don't know if he was also stowed away on the ambulance. Or How did he get there first? How did he get there first? His legs are like a foot long each. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason why the- Justin's even in the movie is because 
they were going to raise money to save an orphanage, which automatically makes this season of Power Rangers much more capitalistic than the than the rest of the seasons that we've already previously watched, right? Because it's just like, why isn't that already funded? It seems like the movies have that, a habit yeah, that, of doing this too. Because Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, did the same thing, right? Yes, but it's like, yes. we're going to skydive for charity. I'm like, how much, how much fucking money goes into skydiving? Like, you guys can't just do, like, a regular sporting event. And even though, why are you why are you raising money for important causes? Shouldn't the important causes be taken care of? You know, if this is, like, liberal utopia. So it Was kinda... it ever explicitly stated that it's liberal utopia? Or have we just, no, like, figured that out through context? Kind of, I don't, there's this kind of just this vague way that it's presented that really implies that it's this sort of, like... At times, it almost feels like a command economy or something. It's the a way command. they present certain things. Like, it's very bizarre. But then they'll be like, no, 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 actually, wait, we lied? It's capitalist hell world. Yeah, Turbo, I mean, Turbo really made it official that it was, like, capitalist hell world just from the jump. Because we can, we can deny Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, right? That's not canon, right? Ivan Ooze isn't canon. None of that stuff's canon. It's we not canon, cannot right? deny the Turbo movie. The Turbo movie is, is canon. canon. So, it's true. yes. They they recap it for us in in the first episode yes. of the actual series. Right, exactly. So, like, this automatically changes up the lore to Power Rangers and how we conceive the world just based off of this alone, this whole movie. So Something happened. Yeah. Something terrible happened. And it was <laughs> Jeff Bezos, I guess. <laughs> uh, Rocky basically is sleeping in the hospital room, and Justin hides underneath when he notices his friends are coming. Yeah, like, it should it should be noted that Rocky is sleeping through Justin getting in there. So Justin wasn't immediately like, "Oh, Rocky, I'm so glad you're like." He was just looking at it. <laughs> I'm sleeping. In yeah. Also, the the hospital bed sheet that Rocky has, he was gifted like a like a thick sheet to like sleep with or whatever. And that's what's covering the bottom of the hospital bed, which is why you can't see Justin. Right, right. The the hospital sheet, which is no, they're famous for being way too long at all times. Hospital Actually, beds having it doesn't even reach fabrics. the floor. It doesn't even reach no. the floor in the footage. <laughs> no, it's, it's not consistent at all. It's stupid as shit. Like the minute so then, you roll up in the hospital room, you're gonna see ju- you're gonna see somebody down there. Yeah, you're see little goblin hands down on the, the <laughs> tile. Like, so, oh, what's the Yo, so, not, so, they, so they bring the giant. Dobby, is the- that you? <laughs> has given Dobby a power battle. <laughs> Master gives Dobby some driving lessons. <laughs> it's, it's okay to be an elf and drive a zord. Teehee. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so they bring in this giant publisher's clearing house uh, get well card. And they're like, damn, Rocky, you're fucked up. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm super wasted i'm done <laughs> i I'm, I'm out for forever ripped me i'm paralyzed don't know what to tell you guys and and then while they're standing there dealing with that they get a message from zordon and here's where things are going really really wrong because Justin overhears them being the Power Rangers and teleporting from the hospital to the command center. Like right there, like nobody's going to check on these guests that showed up to the hospital and then left. 
Um, I mean, actually, that's kind of realistic. Oh, is it? I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At least yeah, pre-COVID. Right. Yeah, pre-COVID. Um, <laughs> not now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, and I mean, this is the this is the nineties. It's pre-COVID. Um, so <laughs> we're not contacting. Justin comes out from under the bed and goes, "You guys are the Rangers." I hate it. And at that point, you know, it's bad. You know things, and he's wearing the goddamn blue shirt. Blue shirt, mm-hmm. blue jeans, blue jacket. At times, you know it. You know it blue. based on previous previous episodes. Though, hey, you know, Billy Billy wore the black shirt in the beginning of Zio. So I mean, maybe Justin's not gonna be the Blue Ranger after all. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely don't use chromatic hues as a framing device in this series. So, <laughs> you know, they they threw red herrings at us before. Maybe they maybe they'll do something else with Justin. Maybe they won't make him the Blue Ranger. Who knows? <laughs> the red herring was going to be the leader of the team the whole time. <laughs> I have to say, you know, I, the idea. So, someone is probably going to eventually like. Oh. Get in the mentions and say, "Well, the point was to appeal to kids, and from a kid's perspective, I just want to say, I just want to say, I remember, I remember being a kid and watching this shit, and I hated Justin. Yeah, like I just want to be clear, y'all. Like, like the idea that no, no one that I knew, I'm sure there were some kids out there. There were a few that were like, yeah, Justin is me, <laughs> but like no one, the ratings tanked." No one that I knew liked Justin. We were all like, we want to be like Tommy. We don't want to be like this fucking weird kid. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. There was just no, there was no fucking, nobody wanted, when it was to, like, when you're on the playground and you're like dividing up, who's going to be which Power Ranger? No one was like, I want to be Justin. <laughs> no kid, no kid said that. Everyone was like, I want to be fucking Tommy or someone cool or like Kimberly or like any of the Rangers that... TJ, any of the Rangers that were actually likable or cool seeming over the years, you know? I Fucking a. To make. What's up? I was a younger brother and was de facto in Justin's shoes all the time because I would try to hang out with my older brother. And it is exactly as terrible as this Justin. It costs zero dollars to embarrass yourself on the mic, brother. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm doing this shit for free. Like, no, I do. I, I'm actually glad that you said this because I, I have pointed out. Well, in the future of episodes that you'll hear after this, <laughs> in the future. Uh, uh, but I have, I have talked a lot about, um, in like the turbo episodes, mm-hmm. just about like the way that Justin. It's like it's like when you have to have your little sibling there, oh, but it's like you're true. trying to hang out with your friends, and your mom's like, no, you have to let justin play xbox with you guys too and you guys are like we were gonna smoke weed (laughs) like we were gonna do we were gonna fucking vibe like we're 16 year olds we were gonna like actually have some fun or whatever i mean really these are at this point the power rangers are like they're like 18 19 you know like And so it's like, it's like we were going to vibe and it's like, nope, now your 12 year old little fucking nephew is here, Justin. 
and you gotta fucking hang out with him. And if like, and if you're new to him, your parents will be very upset with you. Also, if your dad is Zordon, that's extra scary because he'll take your Rangers away. <laughs> like well, you don't get to I, be. I know we're jumping out of secrets now, but we have to. I wanted to point this out. Now this is just leading perfectly off of this. The first time that the Power Rangers themselves realize that Justin is the the, the new Blue Ranger, they look disgusted. Like they look like oh, fuck. It's like it's like exactly how your older brother looks when you're like. <laughs> Hey, let me play Xbox with you guys. Like they're like, oh my god, what? And it's I never, then, it's the, never, uh, what you call it? It's never addressed again in the movie. They well, give their reaction say, and they don't, they don't expand upon it. The very next time that they're interacting with Justin, they're all being like relatively cool with him. And I feel like between those two scenes, Zordon was like, "I'm taking away your Power Ranger allowance if you don't be nice to Justin, guys." <laughs> and they're like, oh, "Are you serious? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, fine, uh, Zordon." Like, there's a key difference though with Justin in that, like, when I was a little brother, I couldn't grow six feet tall or three feet wider and put on like 200 pounds of muscle in an instant to be cool. I was just lame all the time. <laughs> Would you actually be really cool if you had headlights on your helmet the whole time? <laughs> you know, if everybody else is doing it, it's kind of hard to hold you to a standard, right? Also, can you really be cool if you're like buff and tall and whatever, but you sound like fucking Justin? <laughs> Yeah, you still sound like Justin in the costume. You still, you still sound like Justin, who is, like, trying to be, like, home alone or something. Like, wow, guys, I'm a Power Ranger. Like, so, 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 hang on, do, do we... I know, I know that we're out of sequence right now, but I feel like the urge to, like, pull it back, because there is, like... Once. Let's not even worry about being out of sequence. This movie is ridiculous. <laughs> You're right. They don't worry when they recap it in the first. <laughs> when they re later. when they recap it in the show, they don't show you the scenes in order. So we're not gonna show you the scenes in order. <laughs> well, it's okay because the boat scene it's really important. happens. Three three things happen, right? In in between this hospital scene and literally what we're talking about right now, which we're talking about, like it's. 30 billion years in the future and it does in fact take like 40 minutes to get to this but the only things that happen is they abuse a snake on tv like really bad like I, like i've gained oh oh wait no i have to stop you i gotta okay. stop you because before that happens this is my favorite plot point of turbo <laughs> god yeah larago <laughs> gets a little sleepy in the sunshine <laughs> and some monkeys wander him away and so that's why that's why Tommy and Cat are out there in the jungle fighting snakes and doing all this stuff is because they have to find and rescue Larigo, who again just got a little drowsy because the sun was in his eyes and it's just, it's just you know time for an afternoon nap maybe. There's and no some monkeys, a group of monkeys, wander him away. I just really. Yeah, so he's a combo. That is that is a major plot point of this film. <laughs> he's a combo. So so he's a combo character of C three PO and the Ewoks put into one. Oh my god! Yeah, 
No, because he hasn't read nearly as many books as C-3PO alleges to have read. Well, he's, he's, the seen... worst, he's the worst parts of those two things. Right, it's yes, like, it's like the, the same, like, C-3PO's, like, helplessness and, like, constant, like, how he just gets captured, even though he's supposed to be kind of competent, and you would think maybe he can do a little bit better than this sometimes. Like, like it's that, plus, like, the Ewoks just being confusing fucking Muppets. Grab That's Larigo. Grav is super right. It is the combo. You are right, Grav. I apologize. Mm. You're good. You're good. You. you know your shit. <laughs> I've, I, I've, I, you know, a lot of people don't agree with me with my Star Wars opinions, but I could still make the comparisons with the rest of them. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it in one. Oh my god. But like, so, so after the monk, like, by the way, there's no better description than like a bunch of monkeys wander him away. They just like walk up, take his hand, and like. Yeah. Like they, they abuse they abuse this large python it's elder for abuse. a while. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. Like <laughs> all of the scenes, all of the scenes involving any animal actors in this movie are very, very bad, actually. They're not highly good. questionable. Yeah, like it, it was the nineties. Like they clearly did not care about the safety. Tommy's just like beating up an actual snake. It's yeah, like it's okay. clearly all not right. like a dummy. <laughs> this this episode is getting extremely chaotic. Kennedy. <laughs> so we can divulge into the details of everything that have happened and like criticize them for each and every one. Can I get a quick recap, please, of the Turbo movie? Give it to me. <laughs> give it to me in like three minutes. Okay. That's too long. I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start from where we're at, which is Larago is sleepy and wandered away by monkeys. Right. Tommy and Cat go to the jungle, fight some animals. Cat falls in the water. Breaks her leg, kind of, or something somehow. Not well explained. Larigo is found eventually, and he heals Cat's leg, which is, like, one of the only competent things he's done so far, but it's supposed to sort of prove that he has power, I guess. They take Larigo back to the command center, but it's too late. Larigo's family has been captured by Divatox. Also, Divatox captured Kimberly and Jason and Bulket Skull. Um, just be the Bulket Skull thing was kind of a bit of an accident. The Kimberly and Jason was more intentional. And Kimberly and Jason are supposed to be sacrifices to Malagor, the demon that she's going to marry. Yeah, so, so Divatox's whole plan is to basically summon a demon on a blind date, like blind bachelor. So Divatox's whole plot line and her whole uh, story is, is that she's going to summon a demon, seduce the demon, so that we should be allowed to marry the demon and steal its power in the middle of the night. And so uh, Divatox herself, in my eyes, is strong character but we'll, we'll 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 go over that later on so uh, there's that's, other episodes about that already yeah she, so there's she's the only one with her own motivations the whole film yes yeah so moving on uh the rangers are then um sorry tommy and cat are then sent on a mission to go find larigo keep in mind that larigo is only able to talk in banjo kazooie so there, there's no <laughs> There's no, there's no real communication with Larigo other than like body signs. So you know, best so, of, best of luck, Rangers. No, no, no universal translator needed. Yeah. So it's the only thing he grunts in the movie is Alpha, um, but in the show he grunts words. It's a whole thing. Anyway, um, so. No matters though like you wanted a quick recap and to avoid the details and all of this gets washed away like none of it comes back divatox has larigo's family they're at the command center she also has kimberly and jason 
And they're basically Divatox is like, uh, I want exchange hostages. I want Larigo. I give you Kimberly and Jason. And the Rangers are like, this doesn't seem good, but let's go to the meeting because we don't know what else to do at this point. So they go to the meeting. Credit to the Rangers here. They realize right away that it's a trap. But Larigo is a dumbass. And so he just like walks into the trap, even though the Rangers are like trying to stop him and are like, wait, let's figure out the trap. Like literally they say that. They're like, wait, let's figure out the trap. And then Larry goes like, I'm going to the bad guys and runs off. And so so then Larry go falls into the hands of Divatox. And it turns out that, um, you know, they tri- obviously it was a trick and they d- did not give Kimberly and Jason back. In the meantime, Kimberly and Jason are working on their own escape plan, uh, which is actually like a pretty, you know, it's there's some inaccuracies to parts of it, but it's a pretty good like action movie, bold, daring. We're going to wait till the submarine gets just close enough to the surface that we can hold our breath to like just barely make it from here to the surface. Right now it's too deep. I don't know. I, it's kind of it's OK. It's kind of fun, but it's not great. But it's like and, and then the whole time that's going on, this is OK. Let's really get into this. This is one of the most confusing things. Bulk and Skull. Their minds How get scrambled. Though? It turns it's their hair details. silver for some reason to have your mind scrambled. It also, it, it makes you uh, be a weird German kind of like stereotype, except it starts sort of mixed with like a Mexican stereotype. Yeah, but then it becomes fully German a few scenes in, and I don't really know what the. I don't think Bulk and Skull get a script. I think yeah, they just were they given direction? I think they were like, wait, 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 no, no, that's kind of racist. We gotta stop. Ah, let's let's do something else. Okay, uh, okay. How about this? How about this? How about this? German stereotype. Let's get it. Except they still kept a look because it's like the first scene in particular. There's like Spanish guitar, but then it's like eventually they're just German. They're just German. I don't know what is going on with the brain scramble bulk and skull. Also, there's a number of scenes where like Kimberly and Jason are like talking about like, hey, we got to get out of here. We got to, you know, we got to like formulate this escape plan or we got to do this. We got like they're talking about relatively serious stuff. And then it cuts over to bulk and skull and it'll just be like bulk, just like making a dumb face or something. And it's just like, that's what they're doing. And like, it turns out it turns out when Kimberly and Jason finally go for the escape that Bulk and Skull have just been in a room that they had access to the whole time and that like the whole talking to them through a window was a meaningless I can't even. I thought they were guards. I thought that they had been like villainized, right? And I was like, "Oh, of course, now that they've been turned evil, they're immediately German coded." Like, okay, sure, right? But then to find out that like the way that they rescue Bulk and Skull is they turn the knob on the door and pull on it a little bit and it opens <laughs> then they're just like on board and they're not any less dumb than they ever were like is the most amazing revelation to me it's incredible just fucking I, wow <laughs> i didn't um, expect to hear the words german coded today <laughs> I they just make them German or whatever. Like I don't, I don't know if that's how it is, but like, like I don't know if I use the right term. If, if I've offended you uh, out there in the world, like I'm sorry. <laughs> Not you specifically, but just like anybody. No, nah, fuck them I Germans. Do that. No, but yeah, <laughs> you're allowed to be racist to Germans and Italians. 
<laughs> See, I thought it was only sure. Italians. After that no, one, no, Germans too. Well, it's fine. Okay, all right. Um, so, so... <laughs> <laughs> just mind Power scramble. Just mind scramble. Uh, mind scramble. Um, what's her name? Mind scramble. Kimberly, and just call her uh, Angela Merkel. Oh my god! Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, oh. what? I, what if Kimberly and Jason did get mind scrambled and were talking in weird accents the whole time? That would have honestly maybe elevated the film if they were just speaking in Italian accents. They do that though. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's finish it, because I, I, I want right, to get into some right, of these details. Right, okay, okay, all right, okay, so, so. Pirate ship. There's a, there's a ghost ship. Tales of the there's Phantom a, there, Ship. Here's um, the Ranger's power ride. Fuck the so, fucking Megazords. We've got our pirate boat. Yeah, I, I just want to say, this is the, this is the, the uh, as bad as the uh, intro to the show is, like the three episodes that intro the show are, they at least, like, established that like hey we're driving around it's the car season this movie is like hey it's the car movie we have car megazords except we spend no time in cars or on roads we're in a fucking ghost boat for like a third of the film go fuck yourself i really <laughs> um so ghost boat uh diva toxin some it's monsters it's a regular the... boat it's a it's regular a... boat <laughs> Yeah, it's first of all. Yeah, here. Allow me to allow me to describe. It's a huge. It's a huge like uh, ship. Allow me to describe the three things. But it's not a ghost boat. No, allow me to describe the three things that make it apparently ghostly. One, there's cobwebs. It's it's very dirty. That's that that that's ghost stuff, right? Two, there's, uh, there's a few there's a few skeletons. I'm still poor shaming, you know. A lot of pe- poor people who just got skeletons laying around our houses. So many skeletons um, in my closets. Right, like <laughs> speaking as a poor person, tons of skeletons. Three, the boat is self-driving. That these are the three things that make it a ghost boat: cobwebs, skeletons, self-driving. But, Bruh, but you have you to know remember what made like... this so much better. Yo, yo, I got, I got a fucking, I got a fucking big ass idea. Hold on. Oh shit. Make Galaxy me write the movie. Inbound. Make me, make me remake Power Rangers Turbo. All right. Give all us right. the budget. Alpha five driving the boat and just be like, we use the morphing grid to uh, be able to fucking like do some stupid ass shit. Like, come on. The, the morphing SUV grid. And it's not even, no, that's out. not even enough. What I want is like. Just give us like a Mad Max ass scene, like the first time they fight Elgar in the show. Hold on, like, evil Kimberly's like, up there a, on the a fucking chase, a chase car. in cars for Power Rangers Turbo. Oh, oh, they could have like did it in the Grand Canyon actually. It summoned the demon there. Everybody knows that there's demons in the Grand Canyon, anyways. Tons Everyone of demons knows. in the Grand Canyon. Bad so juju. Bad juju. Don't go there. Don't go. Don't never go there. You you'll get a demon. <laughs> there's demons in your blood and also your canyons, America. <laughs> you you come home from also the Grand Canyon. You're going through that stack of postcards you bought from the gift shop, and then between postcards four and five. You're like opening the postcards up and you hear this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, then like, this demon comes out. I gotcha. Right. I mean, oh like if God. you if you were to put like specially like color coded candles around a big ass giant rock in the Grand Canyon and made Divatox 
do some fucking incantation with all of her minions near her to summon the demon. Would that really be so far fetched to an American kid? You know what I'm saying? Would it be would it yeah. be more far or, or even like more far fetched or less interesting or whatever than what she does? And also it would have been less racist because that's a whole thing. Anyway, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> all I'm hearing is oh, Phasmophobia yeah. Power Rangers crossover level when. Hmm? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Gotta bust that. that. Gotta bust out the Unreal Engine for that one. Oh, this ghost is a is a Goldar. Oh shit! <laughs> yo, and then yo, and then have like uh, what are what are her two minion names? And then have the Elgar, Rygar, Elgar. Rygar and Elgar, Rygar and Elgar have them do like fucking car battles, try to protect them from getting to the Divatox ritual in the Grand Canyon. It's just like yes. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift X Power Rangers. Let's fucking go! Anyways, yes. yeah, like a hundred different ways instead, of doing this. Ghost boat. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tales of the Ranger Boat. At least give me Casper, right? Like, so, at least give me Casper. Yeah, what, like, at least give us a ghost captain that appears and is like a spooky ghost pirate character and is like, ah, I will guide you across the sea, Ranger. And it would have been goofy, but it would have at least been like, I don't know, it would have like given a little bit of flavor to the boat instead of just like, it's a self drive. Elon Musk made this boat and has never cleaned it. That's all it is. That would be an amazing role for Alpha to play in this movie, as opposed to appearing in literally half of one scene. Right? That's what Grab was saying. Yeah, Alpha in a pirate hat, please, with like a with like yeah. a robot parrot. Alpha in a pirate hat. Yeah. Alpha in a pirate hat. Come on, Alpha in a pirate hat. True Rangers. <laughs> Rangers. I need you to pick up your pencils and I need you to tweet at me. I need Alpha in pirate hats, please. Oh my god. Alpha in pirate hat. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of ways this could have been better, but instead it's really bad. Uh Kat and Justin have like an emotional moment on the boat where Justin's like, Can I be a Power Ranger? Can I do this? Kind of shit. And she's like, Yeah, you can do it. I don't whatever, fine, whatever. Justin and Kat are talking, and, and Justin's like, Yeah, my dad, my mom died, and then my dad like basically lost his shit and like went somewhere that's like, that's, like that's, the, that's the real explanation too like that's um, we're not like glossing over anything we're not cutting it down we're not trimming this out we're not pulling a punch he's literally just like my mom died and my dad just couldn't do it anymore so like justin is an orphan because his dad just like straight abandoned him like that's Damn. the fucking plot that they went with like what the fuck <laughs> i really what the fuck like like a 10 year late pullout game or something like wow what <laughs> Damn. Yeah. This is this is the plot. This is the. It's that, so it's so, when you character. really think about this Justin shit, it is so it's more it this topic show. than real it life. It warps the show. So it warps the it's show like, completely. It's like it, it, it literally makes you start to feel like Power Rangers is more this topic than real life. So so speaking of of. Uh, <laughs> of feeling things uh hey camera angles in anime are kind of weird aren't they <laughs> there's definitely some camera angles in this film and on the boat in particular there's some oh i'm talking i'm talking about that shots that beat shot when that the, too, uh, yeah. the rangers who escape have ended up on the well the x rangers sorry have ended up on the beach there's like this starting pan shot to this next scene where it's just right at the ass it's it's like fifty percent of the frame. It's just like here's Kimberly's butt on a beach. That's the yeah. shot. That's the shot. There's a bunch of native dudes in the background, and then just ass in like compression shorts, just like silhouetted across the skyline, like some sort of 
Nike commercial. It's incredible. Yeah. Okay, wait, we got to get into the dudes in the background in a second. But anyway, okay, wait, let's <laughs> let's not jump too far ahead. So monsters attack the boat, but the Power Rangers easily beat them. Divatox arrives at the site of the Death Triangle or whatever the fuck it's called, the Misery Octangulon. You know, it's wherever like the, the portal. Triangle. Yeah, then the, that actually is what it is, and and that's oh, like it? a portal. That's like the portal to the bad evil island place where they're to, gonna summon Malagor. I had to verify. I'm so fucking sorry. I'm so fucking sorry, Kennedy. I had to verify this, but I skimmed through the movie specifically around one hour and three minutes and about twenty four seconds deep. Like that shot. So you see the natives approaching Kimberly. I don't even like, want to call them natives. To be clear, I want to like I, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna bring back the bit from the original recording and just say these people should be referred to as a people that have never existed. Period. Yeah. <laughs> the, so the fictitious an insensitive stereotype of a person that has never existed is Correct. what yeah. they are. Yeah. Remember, Power Rangers is uh, racist as well because of the '90s racial blindness, but it's, upholding this, oh, the God. tropes of yeah. this is as racist as Power Rangers has been, honestly. Uh, and you know, honestly, this. This this sucks too because Power Rangers literally in the end of season three had the episode where they were like, "Don't appropriate cultures." Do you remember that? Yes, yes. Like they literally taught us not to do this, and now they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. you know, Saban doesn't watch this. Anyway, this scene, this scene, this but, scene. Yes, this scene. Right. So the framing of the shot is like. Kimberly's just bottom half consuming like at least like 35% of the screen as the uh while it's still in frame still the whole time as the warriors approach it never Fucking leaves ridiculous and I'm like oh my god dude there's there's a few shots in this film that are over the top like there, that there is not a single female character in this entire movie that has covered thighs no, nope. I didn't like notice that. If you're a fan of absolute territory, this is the film for you. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, is... I will say, like, even Divatox's outfit is like wildly inappropriate for kids, and it's specifically and I and I, you know, Kennedy and I kind of like go over this debate, right? Of like, okay, we get it, right? This character, these characters are sexualized, but like, they made it so far as to make an effort to make Divatox's outfit sexier in the movie than in the show. And I compared. Yeah. I compared because when I watched the show and I looked at it, I was like, yeah, like, what was I saying? Like, Diva Talks itself, it isn't that sexualized, right? She kinda she kinda just gives off like she gives off the Dobby mommy vibes, obviously, but she also gives off like the kind of like goth GF who likes dressing up in goth outfits or whatever type vibes. But in the movie, it's like BDSM, let's go, right? Oh yeah, she's sure like her whole center torso is completely exposed from like the top of her skirt to space. Honestly, yeah, and there's I like just, a yeah. lattice of, and, like, of lacing or whatever. Oh, there's also one weird scene with like a three foot long tongue or whatever, which like Kennedy and I are in disagreement about. But like, all right, yeah, I'm not into monster right. girls. I don't, I don't understand the but for the appeal most part, she of a, looks like of a, a human woman Kennedy. eating a fly. Um. Like feet away without using their hands. Like I'm gonna be honest, it's weird. It's definitely weird. I don't fully understand it's it myself. Fetish. But like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Does the tongue thing? All right, neat. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's like, a lot of weird shit with Divatox. I will say the best scene though is when Divatox calls Rita, which happens 
like roughly around this time. Like yeah. Diva Talks is like she's trying to pull off her plan and the Power Rangers, she knows the Power Rangers are fucking with her and they beat her monsters and stuff. She calls Rita. Rita Repulsa picks up the phone. <laughs> what the fuck do you want? Diva Talks is like, hey, Rita, I just, you know, I'm hanging on around Earth. I wonder if you had any tips about the Power Rangers. Rita's like, if you think I knew how to deal with the Power Rangers, I wouldn't be dealing with all this shit. And it, like holds the phone up to Zed just snoring and then hangs up. It's it's the best scene in the film. It is. It is. <laughs> like Rita's just like like what the fuck you calling me for? You think if the if I knew how to beat the Power Rangers, there would be no Power Rangers, Diva Talks. Like <laughs> my, my favorite part of this is that it adds to the canon, like all the stuff that we know about Power Rangers, all the things that we love. All the villains just have each other's phone number, and we'll just like call. Maybe, maybe on Thursday. They got to like stick together. Line. They got to stick together, yeah. you know? Well, they, the bourgeoisie, they fight too. The bourgeoisie they fight too, but it is a, <laughs> they fight too, but it is like, a, it's like, a, it's like they're all in a club. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like, and you're not in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the difference, like, oh yeah, Google and Apple, ah, they don't get along. Ah, right. They're all, they're all <laughs> right. phones. Hey, they're, uh, all, they're all phones. Hey, Google, how do I deal with this lawsuit? You set a precedent <laughs> earlier a couple of years ago. What should I do about it now? Huh? Let's look at all the case details. Oh, thanks. I just got a billion dollar uh, tax cut. Appreciate it. Click. <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, much the size of it. Kimberly and Jason attempt to pull off their escape, and they try to take Bulk and Skull with them as well. Kimberly, Bulk, and Skull make it out of the ship, but Jason does not. And this is how we get to Kimberly is just stranded on this mystery island. And Bulk and Skull are also there. Like and 20 they, feet they, away. They watch Kimberly get kidnapped, and they're like, should we do something about it? Nah, we'll just enjoy the beach. But then they get attacked by this the insensitive stereotype of a person that has never existed. I have to I have to add to this description of like them going, oh, well, you know, we'll just enjoy the beach instead of whatever. Right. Is it like they see her. So we have this incredible scene of them, like perfectly framing her ass and a whole bunch of dudes just running down the beach. Right. And then they cut to Bulk and Skull and Bulk and Skull are like, oh, well, they could save her, I suppose. And then there's just like quiet as like these looks wash across their face and they go nah we will just enjoy the beach instead i suppose and it's the <laughs> creepiest thing i've seen the whole film it was really upsetting way apparently. creepier than anything diva talks does right like <laughs> diva talks like okay I, I get the idea that maybe she put that on this morning right like that was her decision right but like this scene's just this is the part where like zone tan would have cut in the 90s like or in the early 2000s and, like started the animation like it was very weird very fucked no thank you no thank you bad yeah yes. bad power rangers and bad. yeah the the characters that are supposed to be the sort of native tribe of the island are just typical stereotypical bullshit it's horrible Oh, yeah. it sucks. It's bad. It's, it's literally like one of the biggest racisms that the Power Rangers have done in the stuff that we've seen. Do you think it's worse like, than anything in Zeo Quest? I, I was I was wondering if the, how this stacks up to Zeo Quest. I do think it's worse. Okay. Because I think I think at the end of the day that like mediocre representation can be better than bad representation sometimes. 
like this the like quest was or like, worse than like Tommy being Native American and that whole thing. It, it's just slightly worse in my opinion because this really? is really like yeah because this is really like this is really just enforcing a really damaging, insensitive, and completely unrealistic and unnecessary stereotype in such a, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to call because they're both so bad. And like, I mean, obviously, like, I'm not indigenous. Like, I don't have like the final arbitration on like what the most, what the most insensitive portrayal is. I'm just saying for me as the watcher, Watching that, I was so it was it was the absolute worst because, like I say, even compared to like just very obviously ham-fisted, horrible attempts at representation, this is just completely, completely insensitive and offensive. With absolutely, there's nothing I can say that justifies the use of an inf insensitive stereotype like this, even slightly, even slightly. I can't even really look at it the same way as like with the ZeoQuest stuff. I feel like I can look at it a little like. The 90s, they were dumb. They did a lot of dumb things like this on television, but they were kind of trying at times with Power Rangers to like do some racial equality stuff. And, you know, it shouldn't be like all thrown out with the bathwater. With this, I don't have any, I cannot give you any kind of, nothing like that. It is just a harmful, disgusting depiction. It, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a dumb white guy. Like, I know that I'm a cartoon snake on the internet, but like, it's aggressive, right? Like, it's one of those things where you look at it, right? And it's not one of those, like, oh, this is just how things were back then. This is the fucking 90s, right? Like, I was, like, seven, you know? And, like, this is just the stuff This looks like that... something out of, like, a 60s or 70s film. Yeah. yeah, like, nobody gets real words or, like, dialogue or anything from, like, any of these groups. Like, it's not representation in any capacity, right? It's not... There's no specific culture that I think is being called to in any way that I'm aware of. It's just, it's just a lot of grunting and and masks and grass skirts and like, and and, and then they immediately like wash over them the minute that they like make contact with like the Divatox crew, right? And they they like yeah. Of course, you know the the powerful you know white lady with technology shows up and immediately cows them all with her magic. Literally, like it's, yeah, that's the thing is it just gets worse and worse. Like I'm trying to describe it and like maintain having fun on a podcast where I'm like being cheeky about it, but like this is not a thing that it's really easy to like make a good joke about. Like it's that no, it's really heavy. bad. It's really, really hard. Bad. I just want to clarify a couple things because like I get I get this question kind of a bit as well when it comes to like my recommendations of Power Rangers watching in general, right? I'm like, okay, what's the did they come at this with the best intentions? Did they come at this as like, was it a necessary plot device? No. What could they have done differently, et cetera? You could have replaced this uh, fictitious uh, indigenous people with the Piranatrons. Yeah. Or and literally it would have been, it would have been the, it would have served the exact same function because that's exactly what, what was treated on screen. You also could have replaced them with like two Kung Fu badasses that were designated to guard this temple or whatever. And there could have been like a cool fight scene maybe beat them up and showed off how strong Diva talks. Sure. Sure. Why not? There's a so million. Um, yeah, there's a million different I, ways that they could have done it. And not only is it like, it's worse, right? It's worse than like, okay, they could have essentially just been Piranatrons and it would have been the same thing. Like, there's extended yeah. shots in the movie of them just like doing just chanting motions, nonsense. chanting nonsense and whatnot. Like, yeah, you, you really could have yeah. just like used the Piranatrons to just have them do a dance or whatever like the putties do. 
etc. around the ritual and everything would have been exactly the same. And, and I will say not that these characters should have been included at all as a device, like, but if you were going to do it, it makes it even so much worse that they're not given any character personification. There is no like leader character from the tribe that you get to know or something like that. These guys are literally just like treated as goons. That just adds so much insult on top of how bad it already is in terms of just like you're just watching this horrified. And and like you said, Wobbly, the minute Divatox shows up, they just agree instantly without even a conversation that they work for Divatox. There's not even a dialogue, oh. a bit of dialogue about this. It's just like they just suddenly are now also minions of Divatox with no explanation at all. So, like, so, and so, so, so I just got to say like, that's part of what makes it so fucking harmful, in my opinion. When you do a, a harmful stereotype and then imply that that harmful stereotype, like these people are just inherently evil, you've really, you're really doing damage. Like this is damaging racism. Yeah, it's it's mess. Like Divatox yeah, rocks up and summons uh, the Ewok. I can't think of the name anymore. Larigo. L- Larigo, right? And they're like, oh, release Larigo. These are the Guardians, right? And like, oh, I'm like, oh, these are the Guardians for like one second. And then immediately Larigo just like walks out, like shoots a gun in the air and everybody starts bowing to Larigo and like Divatox. And they're like, oh, this must be the like, it's, it's, it, it's really this bad. It's really that bad. It's not good. It's not just don't just fast forward through this like you're honestly not even missing anything like it honestly if they showed up like out of the temple later on for the fight scene and there was less exposure to them i would be more okay with it like every moment they spend on scene is demeaning and it's bad it's super not good the opposite of good i think that this next parts are pretty good right because at this point in the movie we have evil kimberly and evil jason who are now possessed by the demon right or at least spirits really of the demon. anyone turbo at this point really anyone who's gone turbo <laughs> it is an hour and 14 minutes into the movie and someone throws a punch yeah but we also get treated to the zeo or not the zeo we get treated to the turbo like power-up sequences as they morph and oh. I-, I think oh. i actually i think oh. i actually prefer the the mighty Morphin power rangers movie one where it was all a music video Right, yep. or it's yes. like pure '90s, mm-hmm. like music video yep. vibes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They throw the morpher on the screen, like that's cool. This one, scene. it's literally like uh, they're in front of a green screen. They have their arms out that are chained together by lightning. As the lightning washes over them, they are morphing. But like this is clearly painful because their body is being like expanded upon and molded to fit into the suit. Except and for the Red Ranger. Well, it's because like shrunk a little bit. Yeah, because Tommy's fucking brolic <laughs> as shit. Tommy's he's a fucking massive, and the ranger that plays him is just like not. So they're like, okay, Red Ranger, actually, we're gonna take a couple of points off of strength there, making it more aerodynamic, you know? <laughs> yeah, so you can throw him harder when he goes sword on. Yeah, see, see, Grab, your original theory was that this morphing takes you to like your peak fitness. But now that we've learned that, like, you age out of being a Power Ranger, I have a new theory, which is that the the morphing that it's doing to them was morphing them back to their more teenage selves so that they could be Power Rangers. Well, 
wait, well, hang on. But Justin goes forward. And I think that it's just a completely autonomous body. It is It is like Warframe, right? Where it's like, it's not you at all. This is just some sort of surrogate stand-in that like gets replaced for you and you inhabit it psyche. You know, like like, like the avatar at state, you know, where you're just like in danger and suddenly like, wisdom of the rangers prior to you. But they're like chromatically sorted, you know, through the spectrum of Zordon or whatever. Like... I th- that's my theory, but I'll, we'll get into that later on Twitter. I'm sure. One more important <laughs> detail that we skipped is before the Rangers make it to the temple and intercept the evil plans and the fight breaks out, Adam takes his car through the water to go scout the island, which first of all, the cars driving through the water <laughs> is not cool at all. It's super lame. It's, it's like two miles super, an hour. super like... It's like they're just struggling through the water. Just there's no propeller. There's moving no as slow as they can. It doesn't even make like a steamboat whistle noise. It's not even like toot, toot, I'm the Green Ranger. Like nothing. It's, it's this, so. It's so nothing dumb. could it's be worse. less cool than this. Just for the record, I mean, he like, reaches uh, the land and then Divatox bombs the ghost boat with some torpedoes. And for a moment, Adam is like, no, my friend! The Rangers! No! But then, uh-oh, all the rest of the fucking Rangers are, are in their cars now, grumbling through the water. <laughs> so when they, blew, when they blew up the boat, I did have serious questions. I was like, wait a minute, do they spend the entire budget of this movie blowing up the real boat? I think they did. I cannot tell if the like Ranger cars are full scale and drivable because they are plausibly sized actually in relation to everything. Or if they blew up like a model, but they like modeled the entire deck. Like somebody had to have spent a long time like painting and staining like all these tiny timbers and stuff. Like the scale of the flames is questionable. Like, like I'm kind of an effects nerd and like graphic design arts guy. Like if, if people are at all familiar with my content, you know, I think like, they I blew up shit. a full size boat. I think they blew up a full size. I think that's why this movie is a flaming wreck because that is where all the money went was on purchasing some cool ass Spanish galleon and then blowing it up for Sentai. I guess. <laughs> <Or> tokusatsu. <sighs> So the fight scene, this is like, (laughs) it takes most of the movie to get here. This is pretty much the best part. It starts off with the rangers coming in and like fighting Divatox's various minions. And then evil Kimberly and evil Jason are revealed. And evil Kimberly is like really snarky and like has these amazing like sassy lines. Evil Jason just kind of growls. Hmm. <laughs> this is the accent I was talking about earlier. You were like, oh, well, what if they scrambled their brains and gave them a Damn. wild accent? Yeah, he gets one. It's really can't believe, really can't believe they're doing that German stereotype, man. <laughs> uh, even Jason, though, I don't, I actually don't hate it. Like, he sort of keeps just like growl like really it's a really ferocious growl first of all like it's actually pretty impressive and like and and he just keeps growling all this stuff about how strong he is and how he's gonna like just beat the shit out of you and it's pretty good like now tommy it's me i'm strong and i i want to give credit where credit's due every time that they've introduced like this sort of like brain control bullshit in the tv show it's always just like I'm going to take my helmet off and you're going to recognize me and ah, everything's going to be hunky-dory. They try that shit in the movie. Nah, son. Nope. Oh, it's so nope. good. 
get just decked right in the fucking face. Tommy, Shut like, the Kimberly, fuck up. it's me. It's it's I'm you I'm your, I'm I'm your old boyfriend. Please, let's do a polycule together. We can work this out. <laughs> it's me, your ex. You'll definitely love me, right? <laughs> this no. is so good. <laughs> There's also like I I got I gotta mention this. There is one scene where they're like running the camera for like slightly too long and Kimberly punches the Green Ranger and it like there's no acting in the punch. And this isn't to say it's an authentic punch, it's just that they like flail an arm over and like Green Ranger responds with like this really big reaction, but it's like the most it's so... like <laughs> emotion. So good. We had to pause and rewind it so I could watch it two more times. It's so good. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> but yeah, no, evil Kimberly, how about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, it's again half the YouTube comments are evil Kimberly. Yeah, like, evil Kimberly has a whole fandom and she literally exists for like seven total minutes of footage. So much so that evil Kimberly became a a, a plot point in the comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Divatox offers up Jason and Kimberly as the as the conductors for the demon, as the demon is attempting to get summoned. Divatox is successful in summoning this demon, and she tries to communicate with it to no avail. Yeah, this demon is not like he's not like a Ivan Ooze. It's not horny. He's not like a not like a Lord Zed or a King Mondo. He's doomsday. He's just like a, yeah, he's or he's he's just like a Diablo creature, Forcinator. or something. Like he just comes out of the pit, and it's just like lava and gills and fangs and like a predator mouth and shit. And like you just like okay, that's not and like yeah, it's not just trying to communicate with it at all. If Divatox was allowed to marry Malagor, I think it might be some form of animal abuse. Yeah. Like, I mean, they earlier. <laughs> now, I will say, Malagor. Malagor looks like that one character from Spawn. He looks cool, though. He does look really dope. They get a lot of mileage out of his, his puppetry, too, right? He's got, like, a three-part mandible and, like, full eyebrow locomotion, which they, ne they never do the DreamWorks, like, cocked eyebrow face. Yeah. But they could have. They could have. That's clearly, yeah. clearly possible. There's something about the way that they make that character look that is really good. Like something about the way they do the effects and the lighting and the costuming, like the combination of those things together. Second it really, first of all, like Malagor looks the violator. Very, the violator looks like the violator, but without any sort of like consciousness. Like, what if we, what if we combined the violator and Doomsday? together and then what do you have you have batman v superman dawn of justice <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, it up. yeah yeah but right. seriously like the way malagor looks the costume is very convincing like he looks like a real thing you know mm -hmm. um i don't there's just something about like the way i i do want to give props to this i've been very critical of the movie overall but i want to give props to this one thing in particular which is that malagor looks amazing i want to give props to anything it's the soundtrack for the first boat scene once they like set underway like that song you know there's hope in the world man <laughs> there's hope in the world there's hope in the world Hope in the world. That's it. That's the whole song. 
Yeah, I don't think we could be copyright struck for that because those are the only lyrics. Like, what? You didn't write enough lyrics to copyright them. I'm sure your um, game control will also prevent that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta yeah, give you credit. The Zord fight was good. Yeah, the the final fight with the the Megazord and Malagor, pretty solid. Yeah, the Zords themselves they look like shit, but the Megazord I think looks pretty cool. I like it. I think that the the fight with Malbolgia, where we finally, dude, I've I've said it before, and I'm I'm consistent with my critiques. When the Zords get into the fisty punchies with other big kaiju, I'm for it. The less they do the Omaiwa Shinderu one slash wipe across the screen bullshit, um, unless they're giving to me like with like a bunch of Japanese text and it says rising impact. <laughs> right uh like there's gotta be there's gotta be fanfare to it right 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 it. right unless they're doing that which they kind of did that in zeo i i'm all for it like the best megazord fights in mighty morphin power rangers is when they with the fucking megazord just says square up then and they fucking like go at it you know so yeah, style. i i like this shit not to mention the 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 turbo the turbo megazord has a sword and a shield it's kind of lame because the shield is a tire. Don't get me wrong. That's just kind of lame. But I mean, in general, like, okay, obviously this is credit to, to Toei, right? And Toei's designs. But they were like, we're going to, what if Toei basically said, all right, what's another thing kids like? Cars. Oh, okay. Hot Wheels. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Cool. 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 All right. Super Sentai, Hot Wheels, Zords. Megazord, right? And they are like, let's just let's just fucking take this idea to the very end. And the fact that they got this footage for this movie, uh, I'm gonna give it credit to the fight. I think that the fight, the end fight, was good. And if I was a kid and I watched that, I'd be pogged. Yeah. There's a li there's like a couple of execution things that I do want to touch on because, like, okay. as a as a guy who like does technical art, like I see these things, right? They do this really cool combining sequence. Yeah. It's so badass. And the robot stands up and there's a flash and it's replaced with a completely different looking robot. Yeah. Like the costume designer <laughs> and like the props designer for like the puppetry like did not communicate at all. It like loses 50% of its body mass. It's, it is jarring. It is an abrupt cut. But the other thing that got me is that, like, this, this sword does have a sword and shield, and it is boss. But it yeah. summons it with no, like, no, like, the rangers aren't, like, you know, sword and shield mode activate! Zaibatsu! Like, there's nothing. I activate what? the powers of the gladiator! Right, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, nothing. Like, like the nothing sword like comes down in a lightning bolt or something. Yeah, I tell you, th there's a lot of that kind of stuff in the Power Rangers. It's easy to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but the thrusters, the rocket thrusters that we always already saw it used to stand up, get a call out, right? You can summon a sword and shield from nowhere. It's magic. Doesn't matter. We gotta use the rocket thrusters, though. <laughs> like, things to give a line of flavor dialogue to. No! Reverse that. Please tell me where the cool sword came from. What's it made of? <laughs> Give me that. Like, I'm already... I get it. Thrusters, cars, turbos. Got it right. Sword shield from space magic? What? Hope in the world. <laughs> yeah, the, the fight was great. Oh, well, like, the summoning ain't that bad. He kind of, like... They, he turns on all his headlights, and the, the, the shit just appears. Cool. <laughs> like, I guess. It could have been way more magnificent 
And, uh, you know, they could have spent way more of the budget on there, but what do I know? Uh, <laughs> just anything. But I will say the fight was good. The movie kind of just sort of ends there. Power Rangers saves the day. Rocky is kind of just like, fuck, I couldn't be a part of this. I'm so sorry, guys. I acted like a dumbass again. Woe is me. <laughs> And then, the, and then uh, the their martial arts team wins. Awesome. The orphanage is saved because somehow we had to raise money for such a crucial element of society. And, you know, hey, go, go Power Rangers. Movie ends. Credits roll. I, Eva Tox does swear vengeance on the Rangers and she makes yes. a tactical retreat. I, I have to say, you know, I've really noticed now that we've talked about this. Twice. There's a dialogue issue in this movie. Largo doesn't talk. There's these, like, very insensitive island tribal people that don't talk. Malagor doesn't talk. Yeah. There's, like, there's, 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 like, half of the characters in this movie don't express anything. It's a weird thing. Like, because it's, like, it feels like this, this really adds to the incoherency of everything, I think, a lot, actually. It's just, like... When we can't critically analyze the dialogue, we have to critically analyze what's on screen visually. That's why you keep bringing me on, right? (laughs) (laughs) But also, it just, for the terms of, like, continuity and stuff, it's, like, Larago does not explain himself, and he's on screen a lot. Malagor does not explain themselves. I'm not going to gender Malagor. We don't really know. Because <laughs> um, yeah, um, Malagor never vocalizes anything. <laughs> Honestly, the, 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 the lieutenant for Diva Talks, not, not Elgar. Elgar, we know, is some like... Rygog. Rygog doesn't really speak. Yeah, yeah Rygog, Rygog doesn't beginning. give voice lines. I talked about um, this in the future past episode. Nobody uses a name. Doesn't yeah, it, yeah, there's a lack of names. There's, there's a, just a lack of dialogue, it actually feels like, or meaningful. There's a lot of meaningless dialogue, but there's a lack of meaningful dialogue. Most of the dialogue of the film is the Rangers having these very unimportant and sort of just like melodramatic, like after school special conversations with each other on like a ghost boat. Um, <laughs> um, and like that's like that's like the emphasis of the dialogue instead of like actually getting explanations of the things that are going on. Yeah. To me, this was kind of I w- I was thinking of Superman Lives. Have you ever guys have you guys ever heard of the story of Superman Lives? Hmm. That was the Superman movie that was supposed to come out in the 90s with Nicolas Cage as Superman. Nicolas Cage? Yeah. I shit you not, Nicolas Cage. I would Wow. Now, I would have always wanted this movie to come out. I, I I always wanted this movie to come out. It was it was one of the biggest like ah what if right scenarios for me because I want to see Nicolas Cage's Superman. The test footage that I did see of of Superman as he swoops in and it's Nicolas Cage. You actually do get that feeling of like holy shit that's Superman right. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because it's like we threw a bunch of concepts at like a bunch of executives and they decided to to like veer in a completely different course right like we're kevin smith right now proposing <laughs> to the director that wanted to do uh superman lives we're proposing to the director and we're like this is this is the script this is the script i have and it's amazing it's true to the it's true to the rangers it's all this other stuff we could have done xyz you know all of this other things to make this a grandiose celebratory Power Rangers film that also introduces concepts such as cards, car zords, and all this other stuff, right? But instead, 
the executives came in after like, "Eh, fuck that. That's not going to make money. And they were like, okay, we're going to introduce Justin as a self-insert for all the little kids that are watching this movie. Uh, Okay. um, We're going to have a boat sequence because it's nice and whimsical and everybody can laugh at it or everybody can be like, oh, it's a grand adventure. Uh, We're going to introduce Larigo because Ewoks sold a lot of toys, right? Like, and they just like did all that shit. But as Superman lives, like that film got fucking axed because they thought that that shit was going to be bad from the scripts, right? But in this case, the executive said, no, like we're going to fund this. We're going to fully fund this and we're we're (laughs) just going to whole hog it. They just like double down on every like wild ass idea. Like I feel like I feel like the writers had no producer, right? Until after the script was written, finalized, and some bigwig was like, "Yes, we're doing this one. This is the one that we're doing. It's this guy. We're doing it, right?" And the producer was like, "How are we gonna blow up a fucking boat, guys? What do you mean you already bought the boat, right?" And like, it, it's it's like that that dog with a knife image, you know. <laughs> Yeah. But instead of a knife, it's a boat full of explosives. Yeah, for sure. And like, <laughs> the, the, I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna just, I'm gonna say my score. I, I firmly believe in my ratings. But yeah, to me, this is, this is a three out of ten. And the reason three why I'm saying out of ten. it's a three. Uh, the reason why I say it's a three is because I like Diva Talks in in this movie. Diva Talks makes this movie. If there's any reason to see this movie, it's Diva Talks. Not strictly uh, in a horny way. Not not right? in a horny way. Not in a horny way. Okay, yeah. I, I don't I, I, I don't, agree with you. I don't feel that way about this actress as I do with the other actress. I think she just has a uh, lot of a lot of personality on screen. I think that she has a lot of she brings a lot of sass. Uh oh, and she's so a great. different she's a different variation of the Rita style character that they introduced prior, right? Because she's still kind of sort of a space witch that summons monsters and has control of minions and has her own lackeys, right? She's still the Rita archetype, but just, like, amplify the sass and indulge in the sass, right? Because Rita doesn't really indulge in the sass. Rita is sassy, but then she's just like, no, fuck you. Like, we're going to do this my way or the highway. She's, like, serious about it, right? And she'll she'll vocalize, like, her, her anger and all that stuff. Diva is on sass mode all of the time, Possibly. all of the time on screen. Everything that she does is sassy, and I, I like it. I like it a lot, so I got to give props to Diva Tox. Uh, I also got to give props to the evil Jason, the evil Kimberly uh, plotline in this movie and how it ties to the characters because you do see a bit of development with Tommy. When Tommy hears that Kimberly and Jason are kidnapped, first of all, as soon as they say Kimberly, Tommy's like, Holy shit, I didn't realize how just how much I cared about her, right? He gives up that look like, holy shit, I'm actually, I just realized I'm still in love with Kimberly and I haven't gotten over that breakup. And also, like, you know, my boy Jason, who I literally just had a send-off with, who lost his powers, is now kidnapped and can't fend for himself. So I like that. I like that a lot. That's why I give it a three. This is like a one for me, I think. <laughs> you're, on, you're on, like, watch through two, right? So yeah, especially I had to watch it twice. Didn't grow on you. So I had to watch it twice, and the second time in particular, <laughs> I just could not get over how much I could not enjoy it. Like <laughs> I really, there was so little enjoyment to be gained 
in that second watch through, even literally sitting there with my best friend, like smoking and having a good time, theoretically, no, we were having a bad time. Like the movie was bad. <laughs> it strained our friendship. Like I felt it in the room where like, like one of us is just like, wow, I'm experiencing this terribly. It's awful for the first time. Like, oh God, what's going on? And you were just like, yeah, kid. Get used to it. It doesn't get better the second time around. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I felt the animosity growing between us. Like, this was a movie that created disharmony in our relationship. It was just not great. It's how how bad it is, yeah. Um, So I got to give it a one. Um, I would say it's a goose egg, except that I do relatively agree that Divatox is a good character. For me, that saves it less than for you, Grav. But I do generally agree with like your assertion that like we have this very good, interesting, compelling villain that has many standout scenes. And when I say standout, I mean that in the absolute truest form possible because it stands out against a movie that is otherwise dog shit. The, the truest ranger form? During that product placement. <laughs> Would you? I got a question for you, Kennedy. Would you rather watch this a third time versus watching Zeo Quest Ten or Alien Rangers? Sorry. I'd definitely rather watch Alien Rangers. Alien Rangers <laughs> is definitely fucked in a lot of ways, as we discussed in the episode about it. But as far as like that ten part art goes, there are some very good highs within it even if it's just mostly at the beginning and the end and the middle is like a lot of trash, there weren't that many highs here. I, I just, I feel like I would have more fun watching Alien Rangers again. And especially with all of the different plots and things that go on there, at least it's interesting and engaging. Nothing happens in this movie. Like a lot of the time on screen, like nothing significant is really happening. Like there's like a long scene in the jungle that could have been two seconds or not at all. There's like um, long scenes on the ghost boat that didn't need to happen. There's long scenes with Kimberly and Jason in the submarine that I don't even think are the worst scenes in the movie. But at the same time, like there's a little too much of it of them just like hanging out in the submarine being like, how do we escape? That doesn't need to be five scenes. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Just the pacing was so off because like... it just felt like one of those things where they didn't know how to write a movie or something suddenly, which is so bizarre. Because as much as I had many critiques for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, it was a movie. It was written like a movie. It knew what it was doing. It had pacing. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it had that going for it. And this did not at all. Uh, I guess I would get more enjoyment out of watching Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers again versus, I guess, maybe as like sort of like a hate watch than I would power rangers turbo the movie i still think though that power rangers turbo the movie is more competently made than mighty morphin power rangers the movie and alien rangers i think my comparison with mmpr is this like the mmpr movie is more of a film this is more of a long episode of the power rangers they both suffer for that choice in certain ways as a watching experience though i think that kind of in a way drags the turbo movie down even further because it doesn't even feel like a film that i would just show to someone like the mmpr movie is potentially something you could just like put on just like randomly and just watch with your buddies you can't do that with this so like if you're into the canon of power rangers this is a better watch like if you're actually following the story this is a better watch 
But like in terms of just raw enjoyment and like what would I put on with like the homies, it would be the MMPR movie, not this. So I don't know. Okay. We can we can test that theory later. <laughs> we'll show Bye. both we'll show both to, to our friends and see if <laughs> they could stand him. <laughs> Wobbly, what did you think? So at as per as per the future past, I I don't like doing just like numbers. Like I grew up with with Game Informer, and it always felt like really reductive to see them do that. But like, if you're gonna take anything away from this movie, right? Like I work with, like I guess work with is sort of a, a strong term. But like I hang around with like a whole lot of independent creators, yourselves included, right? And there's a lot of them that look at these amazing works, right? Like the classics of our time, you know, like Superman, Red Sun, and things that are marvels of writing and visual and like all these things and they beat on themselves they compare themselves to these things that are made by massive teams and studios and huge major brands and they they just dunk on themselves all the time and it's very disheartening to hear but this movie got a budget this movie got actors this movie had a production team this movie blew up a boat so if this movie can do that and make it to theaters and be a real film Whatever you're doing is well on its way. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep taking the constructive criticism that your friends are providing to you. Keep talking in your creative circles. Don't stop. Because no matter what you do, no matter what shit posty post-2020 COVID scramble trash you're making, it is still more coherent than a movie that can be boiled effectively down to a five-minute montage in the first... 90 minutes of a tokusatsu series that is translated to english <laughs> so like keep at it like keep going well out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> i have one more question for wobbly but wobbly oh, no. how does this actually seeing the film compare to the <sighs> montage which you actually saw first i i know when we talked about the montage in the future I'm making the a feature face. of the show. We talked about it a little bit and you were kind of like, that was confusing. And I was like, and we kind of, we kind of <laughs> went, we went over that a little bit. And you, you, you had some good and bad feelings about the montage, as I recall. Oh God. Now you've seen what the montage comes from. How, oh, how do these two things compare? Did the, did seeing the movie improve the montage? No. Did it make it worse? No, it did. It did neither of those things. They are, effective replacements of one another actually because if you want a incoherent mash of light and sound you can go to either the real question is which like do you value your time right because i could have gotten deeper in candy crush by not watching this movie and just letting the montage be enough <laughs> or <laughs> I can sit there and absorb the deep lore of Power Rangers Turbo in a movie where it takes an hour 14 minutes for anybody to go turbo, like in any real capacity. Not, not for like a brief second while they do a car trip, but just like do the thing. Like the effective quantity of action is the same <laughs> between these two things. So it really comes down to what you care about. If you are deeply invested in the lore, watch the movie. If you're not, if you're sitting down and like you are like me, where you have this tangential relationship to these things, and you don't, you haven't like imbibed or indulged them in like a meaningful capacity in some years, yo, just let that first episode be enough. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from me. That's I am amazing. 
Like, I love this stuff. I love the idea of like teaming up with my my dudes and like coming together for a common cause, right? Like this podcast is a really good incarnation of that. Actually, if y'all are looking for cool framing narrative devices for your podcasting pleasures, right? But like this movie doesn't do it on its own. It needs the substructure of everything else. So if you are watching, if you're like getting into Ranger stuff, right? And this is like part of your your indoctrination towards this really cool thing that we all love and share and are willing to critique and criticize and like have our fun with say just save this for later save this for later when you can like kind of contextualize it in the greater sphere because on its own it does not hold up it's very rough wobbly thank you so much for coming on is there anything you would like to plug other than your twitch uh no i i stream on twitch i do i post on twitter a lot but like just search probably python like put me in the seo yeah, see what you get. See what you get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Wobbly, for coming on and helping us redo this. I am honored that you guys, like, choose me for anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know that I come in here with, like, a, you know, big yelling voice and everything, but, like, it's always really humbling to, like, get to hang out with you guys, that you guys would select me off the shelf to, like, do cool stuff together. Hell oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Rangers. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.